when you just wrestle with that stuff to the point where you really, really know it, then you walk in and teaching is just so much better. Hello, and welcome to the Arts of Language podcast with Andrew Poudois, founder of the Institute for Excellence in Writing, or as many like to say, IEW. My name is Julie Walker, and I'm honored to serve Andrew and IEW as the Chief Marketing Officer. Our goal is to equip teachers and teaching parents with methods and materials which will aid them in training their students to become confident and competent communicators and thinkers. So, Andrew, every time we do one of these podcasts, it gives me an opportunity to walk down memory lane. (laughs) Maybe not every time, but this would be one of those. It will be because we're talking about? Teacher accreditation, Mm. IEW accreditation. Right. So this is a little different, of course, than going to university and taking all the teacher training courses and becoming a certified instruction by the state, by some accrediting agency. But we have become an accrediting agency ourselves, the Institute for Excellence in Writing. We have accreditation as a part of what we offer here. Right. And of course, if you are remembering correctly, I was somewhat skeptical about whether this was a good idea, Um, mainly because I wanted to kind of, you know, I freely received, I freely give. We're all teachers homeschooling parents, tutors. It's all about, you know, getting better and helping kids. And why do we need to regulate that? Why can't we just trust everyone (laughs) to be the best they can be? And as IEW grew, we came across some examples of people saying they were teaching IEW, but really not with the fidelity. And, And we trademarked the name. Yep. We got the registered trademark for structure and style. Mm-hmm. So along with that, we, we kind of had to move forward in making everything just a little more official. Yes. Tighten up. Yes. And, yes. And in the process, hopefully help people. Yes. And of course, that is the theme of this podcast today is to be helpful to people. And I let me just clear up something to all of our listeners, Andrew is making it sound like this was my idea. This was not my idea, but he pitched it to me and I went with it. But the reason, Andrew, you pitched it to me was because of what you just said. We actually had a school call us demanding money back from a professional development that we did that we didn't actually do. Another teacher who claimed to know our structure and style writing method was training their school. And we just were alarmed by that and were very saddened by this school that had paid good money for someone to teach their teachers, and yet they didn't have the credentials and we did not know this person. And so there was not a whole lot we could do for that school, but that was probably not the straw that broke the camel's back, but certainly the log. This was very important. And it became more important, as you said, as we grew. And so we started this so that 
people who are looking for instructors to teach the structure and style writing method could come to our website and find instructors that we have validated, that we have certified somehow. And we'll talk a little bit about the different levels of its certification. But then we also wanted to provide a place for teachers who did go through the training, who are interested in preserving the fidelity, who do things like teach the units in order, who get beyond units one and two, which is what is some of the problems we experienced early on, who were who ascribed to the easy plus one philosophy of teaching, who in some cases sent in their lesson plans, who have sent in student work samples, who have sent in basically recommendations from parents of students who are in their classes, and we can say, yes, this teacher actually teaches IEW the way we expect it to be taught by someone who knows our writing methodology. Well, and, you know, to back up a little bit even, I see a strong parallel Mm -hmm. between what happened with the Suzuki method Mm -hmm. in America Mm -hmm. many decades ago. So in Japan, you know, there was a school, it's like a college, and you, as a Japanese future Suzuki violin teacher, you would go to the school and stay there three or four years. (laughs) And that was essentially in place of a university. Mm -hmm. And then you would be officially part of the Talent Education Network and Institute. And no one would say, oh, we're teaching Suzuki Method without having walked that path in Japan. But in the U.S., there was nothing. Anyone could basically say, oh, yeah, I studied about Suzuki Method, and I'm a Suzuki teacher. And then they could use or not use the Suzuki books and recordings. They could follow or not follow you know, the, the graded repertoire. They could include or not include various elements that were distinctly part of Mm -hmm. Suzuki method in Japan. And so there was a period there where it was almost kind of wild west. You didn't know. Anyone could hold up, put up their shingle, say Suzuki violin lesson. But was it or not? Mm -hmm. And that frustration, of course, you know, the frustration of poorly trained or teachers not fully implementing, giving a bad you know, impression yes. to to general people, that harms the teachers who are teaching with the true fidelity. Exactly, yep. So what happened, and this, again, decades and decades ago, is the Suzuki Association of the Americas came up with a registered mm. instructor system where you could do teacher training and, you know, at a summer institute, whatever, and then register, okay, I've been through the book two teacher training. And that went with your membership record on the SAA, not because they're trying to prevent people from being free, but because that gave potential students a place to go for potentially, you know, well-trained, competent Suzuki with fidelity classes, lessons. So I think that, you know, that was a parallel. We wanted to be sure that anyone who bumps into IEW is getting an authentic portrayal and experience as much as possible. Yes, and you and I both have experienced stories either firsthand, in my case, or, you know, hearsay of 
children who are really frustrated by writing that they're actually crying because it's so hard. And so IUW, we're the easy plus one company. If your child is crying, it means that the checklist is too hard. Back it down. That's what teacher who has been trained by IEW would recognize. There should not be frustration. There might be character issues that have to be dealt with a different way. But the writing methodology is such that children experience success, they enjoy the success, and they want to experience more success. And so that was another big thing that was coming about is people using IEW and their children were crying. Not so that they were under a teacher that allegedly had gone through the training, or maybe not. Maybe they were just using some of our materials and didn't know this easy plus one. Children should not be crying when they're doing writing classes, especially an IEW writing class. Well, you know, children have cried in my classes before, so I don't don't, um, subscribe to the idea that no one's ever going to be frustrated or Mm -hmm. overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. But the trick is how quickly can you modulate, Mm -hmm. you know, can you adjust the environment, adjust the assignment, adjust the degree of help, right. or just cancel that and step back and do yep. something different. And yep. that's kind of at the core of the philosophy mm-hmm. that I try to interweave through the technical side of, you know, how to do topic clincher paragraphs and sentence opener indicators and all that exactly. stuff. But uh, much like the Suzuki Association, uh, we did come up with a plan for various levels mm-hmm of accreditation. And uh, so that has been going on 12 years? Well, since coming into the summer of 2008. 2008, yeah. So since the summer of 2008, that's when we first introduced, first introduced it at a writing educator symposium. Yeah. And I don't know that we would have guessed how successful it would be uh, both in terms of the number of people wanting to do it, mm-hmm. but even more so the people who have shared the huge benefit in kind of jumping through the hoops yep. and completing every last assignment mm-hmm. from the TWSS. And, you know, that that the experience they had was worth far more than the little logo they could put next to their name if they wanted to. Exactly. I'm thinking of the term inner circle. And I and I would like to propose that these accredited instructors who have gone through, as you say, the assignments, the exercises to become accredited instructors, these are our peeps. You know, these are the ones that are closest to us because they're wanting to represent IEW. So we, we should invite all of them to dinner here in Tulsa. Someday. Okay, come on down. Let's set a date and they'll all be here. Unfortunately, there are no longer hundreds of instructors. There are We're approaching thousands of instructors. So it would be, have to be a, a pretty big ballroom to get them all here. Oh. But we would certainly love to invite any accredited instructor to stop on by. We'd love to meet you firsthand. And But, but I want to, if you don't mind, I'd like to kind of segue a little bit into how to become an accredited instructor, what are the different levels? Just some of the nuts and bolts of that. Is that okay? Can we talk Absolutely. about that? Absolutely. That's what people want to know <laughs> <Okay>. now. <laughs> so unlike the Suzuki method, 
where you have to go to a week-long summer institute or, in your case, three years of training in Japan. An accredited instructor for IEW basically goes through the teaching, writing, structure, and style video course that you teach, Andrew, do all the assignments, submit those assignments. There is a fee associated with that. And it's, it's I don't want to say nominal because it is $50. And for some people, that's nominal. For other people, it's a lot of money. But that fee then goes to pay for our accreditation team that carefully scrutinizes all of those writing and to make sure that you've got the dress-ups and sentence openers in there, that you are using the topic clincher rules, all the requirements of the checklist, they're going through the accreditation team and making sure, yep, they clearly have gone through the course and have understood it well enough to be able to submit these assignments and these assignments pass muster. And that is the basic level that we call the registered level. They're just demonstrating that they've gone through the course. Uh, One of the other requirements in there is that they actually own the seminar workbook, which kind of makes sense. It's where the assignments come from, but, you know... It'd be hard to do all those assignments without having your own book. It would be hard. Some (laughs) people have attempted to do so, and our accreditation team, you're welcome, would want me to mention you must own the seminar workbook because to do anything without it, to try and become an accredited instructor, you're going to submit assignments that don't uh, show a proficiency in this, and we would kick it back, and that becomes burdensome. How how often do we have to send back an application for assignments not fully completed or completed? Andrew, I don't know the answer to that question. Um, it's often enough that I'm bringing this up today. It's not a rubber stamp. Just because you did the assignments does not mean that you receive your badge of honor. I'm guessing it's probably as high as 1 in 10. Mm, Yeah, probably. So it's, yeah, it's not a rubber stamp thing. Mm -mm. You have to show that you fully understand. Reminds me of uh, the first thing that I wrote for Webster. Yes. <laughs> and I'm all young and cocky and think I'm good and I understand this thing perfectly and I'm going to get 100%. Of course know, you are. Because <laughs> that's the kind of student I am. And uh, so I'm working on this story, working on this story, like every I and T and everything on the checklist and every last little thing marked and I had it. Mm-hmm. I had it down. Mm-hmm. And I turned it in and it got 99%. Oh, my I word. was so ticked off. <laughs> and I, I'm like, what is this? Mm-hmm. I did everything you asked for. And and he goes... Dr. Webster. Yeah, Webster. He goes, <clears throat> date on paper. Oh, dear. Well, it was on the checklist, right yes. at the top, name and date on mm-hmm. paper. Mm-hmm. And I didn't put the date. So I learned my lesson the hard way. But... It is interesting when you just wrestle with that stuff to mm-hmm. the point where you really, really know it. Then you walk in and teaching is just so much better. Mm-hmm. I would say easier, but it's not even just easier. It's just better. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The more you know something, the better you feel and the better students learn and everything. So that's part of our strong motivation. You're right. And I would guess, you can correct me if I'm wrong, if someone contacted us and mm-hmm. said, I truly want to be, mm-hmm. you know, an accredited instructor. 
but you know, we live on $22,000 a year and we're in the ministry and I have 11 children and I can't imagine how I'd <laughs> come up with $50. Mm-hmm. We could we would help them, right? We are we are so nice. If you can check all those boxes, we would probably <laughs> waive that $50 <laughs> registration fee. But you know, just like I said, that's not so that we're not getting rich no, on no. accreditation no. In program. Fact, in some cases it may be a loss because I know how long mm-hmm. it takes to actually read yep. those things and we're talking 9 Assignments, right? Well, units one and two, we kind of combine that, but right. yes. Yeah, so eight, eight, eight actual written out, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, one to five paragraph assignments. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. going to take a while. Now, we have that as the registered. Right. And if people do that, pay the fee, uh, we send it back. Congratulations. They get a little certificate, I assume. Right. But, but mainly, they have now the option to be listed on our website. They do, yes. And the goal of having instructors on our website primarily is to let people in your geographical region or because we're so virtual now just hey this person is available to teach classes so Andrew I'm an accredited instructor but I'm not accepting enrollment so you can find my link on our website there's a picture of me there's my little bio that basically says hey, I'm not taking enrollment right now. I'm a little too busy. (laughs) Well, that's going to be disappointing to everyone. No, but but there are other teachers. Maybe you should just do one little online class once a week just to... So we do (laughs) offer online classes, Andrew, but um, and all of our instructors for our online program, of course, are not just at the registered level, and I want to talk about that also next. Yeah, please do. The next level up is called certified. Now, the registration, the registered level... To be a registered level instructor, you once you've checked all the boxes, your certification lasts for two years. And after two years, you can either renew again at the registered level by demonstrating that you've done some professional development, and that's listed on our website, or you can actually bump it up and become a certified instructor. And a certified instructor, that's our next level up, They not only have completed all the assignments that a registered instructor would do, but they now have to demonstrate that they are teaching a group of students and they need to submit to us some writing samples, Mm -hmm. you know, some student samples, student samples. Yes, student samples at the beginning of the year and at the end of the year. Not all of them, but we want you to choose a few selected Mm -hmm. students, submit them to us so that we can see what we're seeing growth in your students. And you have talked before about how do you assess a teacher and how does Dr. Webster assess you as a teacher? (laughs) Well, essentially in our grading system, if if we have one, the way I have tried to promote uh, grades is – only two, A, meaning accepted or accomplished, 100% on the checklist, or I, meaning incomplete. And if you follow that approach, all of the students who get an A will not write as well as all of the other students who get an A because there's all that natural aptitude you know, and giftedness we talked about last week mm-hmm. and all that. But if every student is getting 100% on a checklist, which is gradually increasing in its complexity – rewriting things with the help of an editor so that it does sound right or even stylish, you know, they're going to be experiencing growth and progress over time. And like anything, there's sometimes, you know, a really stellar moment and then there's a few 
less than that, and then another really stellar moment, and then a few less. And so, you know, it goes up and down. But uh, what I have long suggested, particularly in schools, because schools need assessments. They need to be able to say, is what we are doing here actually working? And the push toward a quantitative assessment, Mm -hmm. you know, really drives, you know, everything from the college board down through Mm -hmm. the, you know, basically the public school institutions. It's very, very difficult to quantify writing. Mm -hmm. We've seen many efforts at doing this, none of which has been successful enough to be sustained over a long period of time. Mm -hmm. But what about a qualitative assessment? Is that valuable? I would argue yes, maybe even more so, but how do you do it? So one simple way, and we did this with the SSS, so Mm -hmm. it was quite enjoyable, is just give some kind of random blank page assignment first day of the year, you know, first week of the school year. Tell me something about your home. Right, was which one is of the what prompts. we did. You have mm-hmm. you have fifteen minutes to write about your home. Uh, no other help, no other instruction, nothing. And then don't do anything like that for a long time. Get into unit one and two, learn about keyword outlines. Get into unit three, story sequence. Get into unit four, topic clincher, summarizing, and work yourself all the way through the eight or nine units that you will during that school year. And then the last week give the students the exact same assignment. In fact, in my case, I even wrote down the wording so I would say it exactly the same way and then pull out the old ones, which I never actually even looked at, and and give the student the one they wrote eight months previous and the one they just wrote and just have them read the two. And I, I wouldn't say without exception, but almost without exception, Every single kid I've done this is like, wow, mm-hmm. this is amazing. I use such better vocabulary mm-hmm. or I actually wrote in paragraphs or, you know, in some extreme case, you know, I wrote three sentences eight months ago. I wrote two pages now, right. you know, and you get that mm-hmm. huge, huge difference. And then you can, you know, take those things, yep. put those in a little file. And if you need to prove the efficacy of your program – Rather than trying to put everything into numbers that actually makes it more abstract and less useful, Mm -hmm. just keep the qualitative sample and say to prospective parents or accreditation regulators or board members or whoever you need to prove something to, here's here's the beginning of the year, here's the end of the year, and here's low – you know, low aptitude, low experience. Here's high aptitude, high experience. Everybody improves. Here's different grade levels. And, uh, you know, that that's a little bit of work. But what a treasure trove of documentation of, yes, this system works. Andrew, that is such a great idea that we should apply that to our certified level accreditation program. And we actually do. Oh, So okay. students at the beginning of the year... Teachers just collect a few, not all of them, and at the end of the year. And more than anything, that's how we know that you're teaching with fidelity. Because if we're seeing improvement and we're seeing some stylistic techniques and we're seeing, you know, paragraphs and topic clinchers, then we know that you're teaching with fidelity. And we will then offer, well, we will then validate your IEW accreditation at the certified level. Yeah, we should qualify for 
some of our listeners in other countries, mm -hmm. I have been told that if you say certified mm. in some of the Commonwealth countries like New Zealand, mm -hmm. it means certifiably insane. Right. So That's a certified true. teacher um, belongs in... <laughs> When they're certifiable. I see what you're saying. Um, yes. <laughs> so we just have to be careful mm -hmm. that we use this word in our particular yeah. way. But, you know, certification, they're making mm -hmm. certain. We're trying to make certain yep. Yep. that, yes, indeed, this person's students are learning what they should be if they're using our system. So I should mention there's another requirement for certified. Well, a couple more requirements if I if I could throw these in there. We require a letter from the parents basically validating you as a teacher. All the parents? Well, no, just a few selected oh, letters. Okay. You know? A few recommendation letters. A few recommendations, yes, yeah, okay. that also you know, we're hoping that can validate your capacity to be a teacher of IEW. So this is a higher level. There's more paperwork for us to review, and so the fee is a little bit more. So instead of $50 for the registered level, it's $100 for the certified level because, again, there's more paper that we're having to— That's not a little bit more. That's twice that's as much. That's double the <laughs> amount. Yes, it is. But, you know, this is this is an elite group, these certified instructors. They've gone through a lot to demonstrate that they know what they're doing. Yeah. And we just are so grateful for them that we actually give them some extra perks yes. to be a certified yes, instructor. Do. And then, Andrew, we have one more level of accreditation, mm -hmm. technically two more levels, but the final level, the highest level is the master teacher, and we only have one of those, and that's you. <laughs> but the next level is the accomplished level. There's there's two distinctions for the accomplished level. One, they are working for us or contributing directly to our cause here in some way, whether they're writing curriculum for us, whether they're overseeing our online classes. A lot of our online teaches are at the accomplished level. Mm -hmm. An accomplished level instructor is one that has gone through all the requirements of registered, all the requirements of certified, and has been invited by you personally to be a part of the accomplished level accreditation team. Yeah. So there's, there's just a handful of those. So we have lots of registered a fewer number of certified levels and a handful of accomplished level instructors. And I do fall into the accomplished level. And a lot, a lot of times our accomplished level instructors are too busy doing other things for you in IEW that we just don't have time to teach I anymore. really think you should teach a class in your spare time. I think I will see if I can find <laughs> spare time. Well, you that. will have plenty of spare time once that little granddaughter hits reading and writing age. It's true. Then I will teach an online class so that she can be a part of it. This is a really good idea. I yeah, like so this keep, idea. So keep your certification up. Yes. You don't want to let it slip. So we are hoping that this year, 2021, will be a year that we're really able to, as I mentioned, you know, our inner circle of accreditation will become even more more, not, I don't want to say more important to us, but we want them to know how important you are to us. And families that are looking for extra help, whether it's grading assignments, whether it's one-on-one -on -one tutoring, whether it's an actual class, whether it be virtual or live classes, 
because some places they still allow live classes to be taught, do check out our accreditation pages. And we'll definitely put that link in the show notes. And if you are one of those instructors who has gone through the teaching, writing, structure, and style, perhaps as recently as our great adventure, we do a great adventure every summer where people can go through the teaching, writing, structure, and style video course together. And uh, last year we had... Andrew, you and I had some conversations about that, the different units. This year, we're going to do something a little bit different. I'm not going to share much other than to watch for the Teaching, Writing, Structure, and Style Great Adventure 2021. We're going to make it especially uh, applicable and helpful to you if you are interested in becoming an accredited instructor through IEW. So that's it. That's Well, no, the suspense is going to kill me. Well, you'll just have to wait and see. When, what when does have. it start, the Great Adventure? In June. In June. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Andrew for all you do for these teachers and all you teachers that are accredited, thank you for your contribution to this great work that we're yeah, doing Yeah, and here. anyone has any question about anything we said, all of our customer service team are accredited instructors. Yes, so they are. They've been through it. They know exactly what needs to be done. Yes, indeed. Thank you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you enjoyed this episode and want to hear more, you can subscribe to this podcast in iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher, or just visit us each week at IEW.com slash podcast. Until then, on behalf of Andrew Pudua and the team at IEW, I thank you for allowing us to partner with you on your journey toward better listening, speaking, reading, writing, and thinking. <laughs>